Yeah, I'm really surprised that we got listeners in Sudan and uh, Saudi Arabia. So we really international now. We got like the Asia, Europe, Middle East. Uh, wow. Yeah, Middle East, fucking Europe. In Africa. Cool. Yeah, all we need is South America and uh, Mexico. It will be international fully. Yeah, no, we're already international, just not in those countries. But uh, we got seen in some places. Yeah. So it's cool. Yeah. Wow, thanks for listening. All people around the world. Wow, that's intense. Yeah, that's a lot of fucking countries, man. Yeah, yeah. And each of those countries represents 1% of our viewership. Wow, right on. Cool. So good, the one percenters are listening. <laughs> yep. Right on. What uh, what you been up to today? Well, I wound up uh, leaving my uh, leaving the uh, crazy house for for uh, as long as I can. Oh, nice. Did on the you, way out. Uh, what? Did you smoke any weed on the way out, or are you just gonna not smoke weed and just chill? And I'm just at this point. I'm just not smoking herb and just chilling unless I meet some people that I somewhat trust enough to party with, and then we'll see what goes on. But uh, now this time I wound up uh, trying, putting more energy into trying not to get lost this time. So uh, wound yeah. up calling a cab from uh, the uh, when I got off the red line train. Oh, nice. Yeah, so it worked out. To, made it here good, and I'm in a place where I can relax, and there's no Brent, no Terry. <laughs> yep. Although Terry's been a lot mellower than he was, but uh, or a lot mellower, but still, it's like, oh. It's good to be in a place where... Uh, I don't have to worry about uh, people coming in and, you know, just whatever. Yeah, so you can jack off in peace, listen to radio in peace, peace. take a shit in peace. Well, I've always listened to radio and, you know, I've listened to more head earphones when I'm gone, but, uh, you know, that's good and... uh, uh, if Michelle calls, I can jack off and I don't have to go, oh, I'm sorry, I can't get naked. The room, My roommate's here. Right. Yeah, so that's a, that's a good thing. Yeah, I ratted out that, that dude Eric to the fucking Tony and shit. Tony? The guy who owns the uh, program. Why? 
Just to let him know that he's a snake and he's borrowing from everybody. Yeah, but so what? I mean, that's, you don't need to get the damn authorities involved. That's cheesy. That's just like kind of screwed up. I didn't say he stole or anything, but I just say he's being a snake. Yeah, but I mean, okay, if he's being a snake, that's like between you and him. And, you know, if you got to like, uh, you know, not let him rip rip off your stuff or, or you know, like, uh, I don't know. I don't know what, you know, it's like what I had to deal with with Daryl and shit, you know, I wasn't going to go in general, like, going after somebody because, I mean, if I was going to do something, I'd get other, like, people that could kick his ass to kick his ass if he was full on ripping me off. But I wouldn't go, I think the one point, where, like, when he went in my closet, that's when I was freaked out enough to say something. But, but you know, so I guess, like, I've been in a freaked out enough state to go tell the manager because it was, like, when the dude was in my closet at four in the morning and I had to push him out of the closet, that was like when this is not a good living situation. Oh, is that dude Daryl still there? No, no, he was out. He, he, he hasn't been back. Uh, I don't know if he's back in L.A. now, but uh, I don't think he's coming back here, hopefully. I mean, uh, Russell likes to say, oh, Daryl's coming back just to fuck with me, but I don't think that's happening. Yeah. Anybody wants Daryl to come back. Yeah, it was more like I was just getting shit off my chest more than anything. Yeah. Because that's when we go there and we talk to him about what's going on and shit. Yeah, but I don't know. It'd have to be something really major for me to talk to somebody like that. You know, it'd have to be like somebody getting in my closet at four in the morning and me having to push him out before I'd go to that extent. Yeah, but I just wanted there to be, you know, some fucking, because I think I heard him talking about fucking having a talk with me by himself. I didn't bring that up, but it sounded like he was kind of plotting. Plotting what? I don't know, to confront me or some shit. I don't know. Over what? He's the one ripping you off. And he's the one who needs more confronting, you know. Yeah, but other than that, I uh, went to a meeting, did my group this morning, uh, went to my mom's and picked up, uh, yeah, picked up some, um, like, my new shoes and my wet-dry shaver. Oh, right on. Yeah, so now I can finally shave my balls and my asshole. Well, my ass, you know. In your ass. Well, yeah, man. They fucking be itching and shit, man. Well, I grow a bunch of hair. Okay. I don't know. You know, like, that just means you gotta wipe your ass better and fucking take a shower or something. <laughs> no, I'll be taking a shower. I'm shave my balls with my ass, man. That, that sounds like, like stuff that gay dudes do. <laughs> Look, now I got it. Now I got it. No hair on my balls and well, I shaved my armpits my too. Like a girl's ass, man. I shaved my armpits too, like you know, because that should be itching too. 
damn, man, that's... <laughs> like, even, know, like, my face hair. Maybe somebody got scabies over there or something. Nah, that it's just damn. my hair be itching, you know? Okay, I don't like it. I don't know, there might be some little critters all over you. <laughs> nah, then everybody would have little critters in here. I could just picture you're in the shower and I'll say, My babies, they're drowning! They're drowning! Help! <laughs> <laughs> oh, the humanity! And it's easier to clean off and shit. It ain't like the... Because the soap gets stuck in your hair and it takes longer to wash out and shit. Okay. It's just more convenient. I don't be shaving my arms and my legs, but just my pubes and my head. Okay, well, there's some chicks in the uh, orgy circles that really dig that kind of shit. So, you know, all the yuppie chicks really dig that kind of... Oh, cool, you shave your balls and your pubes? That's really... I mean, I think that's really, like, hip with the yuppie orgy people. Yeah, I noticed a lot of porn star dudes shave their shit. Yeah, yeah. And then you can make him think you're a little boy now, you know, which is okay. You know, in my brain, I probably still am one, so what the hell. Uh, like, uh, like, yeah, I just don't shave my chin hairs really, like, the hair under my chin, like I shave that, but I don't shave my little my little devil horns. Yeah, but it's a trip. And on the way over, <laughs> on the way out of here, it was like scary scene waiting for the bus. This, this drunk dude is like sitting there and hanging out, and he's like you know, drinking his beer and whatever, and then he's, you know, talking whatever his talk is, you know, and whatever, and then all of a sudden he starts going, God loves everybody, and I just couldn't hold it together, and I'm like, no, there's too much proof that God hates all of us, and, and then he's like, <laughs> you're saying something about God? I'm going to kick your ass. You're the white devil. Oh, I can see the evil jumping out of me, which maybe it is, but, you know. <laughs> and so... Uh, you should have just been like, hail Satan, yeah. No, this dude, like, really seemed like he was going to kill me at that point. I was just like, to even say what I said was, like, I guess too much for him. But, you know, this dude was, like, ready to kill me, I think. Oh. He's ready to kill a blind guy? Like, what a bitch. Yeah, maybe. I don't know. We'll see. See if he would have really gone through with it. But he was kind of, he was acting like it. So I'm just like, I just got up off the bus bench and just stood. And I'm like, okay, I'm just waiting for the fucking bus. I'm not going to try to keep confronting you. I said what I said. Now you're all pissed off, whatever. You know. Yeah, it sounds like a scary situation. Yeah, no, it was. But they wound up leaving. I wound up getting on the bus and uh, went to, uh, got out of there. Yeah, at least In you can same- get out of that weird neighborhood for a while. Uh, that's a good situation getting out of that place so that that made me feel uh, a lot better and uh, I don't know 
everything went okay except for the uh, this dude, whoever it is that gives me the robocalls. I swear this dude's like watching me doing the robocalls. It's, it's like as soon as I'm like calling the cab, like the cab calls me up and I swear they got something reading my phone or something. Because the moment the cab's on the phone, then all of a sudden the robocall comes on at the same time. And it's like, so I'm just screaming, you know, just stop fucking calling me. I'm tired of your robocall. Just stop it. The dude called me earlier that, that day. They said the same thing. And it's like, God, you just got to keep calling me. It's like, see, I'm watching you. I know the cab just called you. I'm calling too, blah, blah, blah. I don't know. More annoying. Yeah, sounds so, like a trip. Yeah, no, it was a trip, but uh, made it here and in a much mellower place for a while, so I'm stoked as far as at least that. Yeah, but you ready to dive into the news, bro? Yeah, let's dive into the news. Turd splash. Oh yeah, maybe I can even do the uh, opening theme song to their opening to the show. Yep. Let me see. Let me go here. Welcome to the Kyle Chaos and uh, Aaron Order show, where we get you into uh, where we take you down. Way down to the cesspool of how we're being screwed over and how we're trying to keep ourselves from being screwed over. Gotta remember, say who you are. Oh yeah, I'm Kyle Chaos. And I'm Aaron Orton. Oh wow, we did it the opposite thing. You usually say your name first. Or no. Yeah, you usually do yours first and then I do mine. But right on. Okay. Yeah, we never really celebrate our thousand views, though. I forgot to put that in the in the fucking okay. title of the last video. Okay, so we got a thousand. Didn't we have a thousand views before or something? Or what's the? I'm trying to remember. Yesterday. What? We had thousand views yesterday. Okay, but didn't we have it like? I don't know, a couple months ago or something? No. Nah. Three months ago or something? No, nah, this is our first time getting a thousand views. Oh, okay. So I don't know how many views we got the first time we got paid. So. About 700. 700? <laughs> oh, shit. Yeah, it was about 700 okay, so views. we got to get 1,400 before we can get paid again. Yeah, we got uh, $7.99 so far. Okay. So when we get to another 10 bucks, we get paid. Okay, so that's 1400 So it's every 700 views, I guess. Yeah, pretty much. Okay. Cool, cool, cool. 
but hey, we got a thousand. At least we're getting a bunch of people paying attention to our weird show. Yeah, we're polluting the minds of the innocent. Oh, yeah. And some of those people might be really innocent, and some of them might not be. (laughs) Yeah. They're innocent babes in the world. We're here, we're the hungry wolves, here to violate their minds. Yes, we're corrupting the minds of the the youth and the old people. Yep, anybody can get it on this podcast. Oh yeah. But a judge rebukes Representative Waters' remarks on Chauvin trial or Chauvin trial. Well, fuck him. (laughs) I'm sorry, Maxine Waters was right on that subject. Like, God, we we really do need to be confrontational. You know, and and, uh, there's all different kind of ways to be confrontational. You can be violent and confrontational, or you can be peaceful and confrontational. But, uh, you know, we, we need to get confrontational. To me, that's what punk rock is all about. Confrontational protest. So, uh, I, I think she's right that we should be, contra- uh, you know, be uh, uh, confront- confrontational. Confrontational. So, uh, you know. Fuck him. But, you know, what did he say to Maxine Waters and how did Maxine Waters respond back to him? Or did she respond back to him? Uh, we'll just read the article. Just moments after the jury had exited the courtroom on Monday to begin deliberations in the trial of Derek Chauvin, the former police officer charged in the death of George Floyd, Chauvin's defense attorney pushed for a mistrial over its coverage. Now that we have U.S. representatives threatening acts of violence in relation to the specifics of this case, it's mind-boggling to me, Eric Nelson, Chauvin's attorney, said to the judge. But she wasn't threatening acts of violence. She said be confrontational. That doesn't mean be violent. Well, with the people that she's talking about, (laughs) that's all they do is get violent. But that isn't all they do is get violent. There's certain people that get violent and certain people that don't. But just saying be confrontational, that's not the same as saying be violent. That's not the same as going go shoot people or go beat people or whatever, you know. Go throw shit at people, you know. It's not, I mean, that's just like... I think we need to go back and... I think we need to go back and quote what actually Maxine Waters said. Because she said some very fucked up shit. No, she didn't say anything fucked up. I remember re- you reading it to me yesterday. It, was, it wasn't fucked up at all. I'm talking about before while Trump was in office. While Trump was in office, that, that's not what they're commenting on. They're commenting on what she said yesterday. I mean, when Trump was in office, I didn't even think she said fucked up shit then, really. I mean... The fucked up thing that the, the only fucked up thing that I've seen her do really is the way she tried to silence uh, uh, Jimmy Jordan or Jim Jordan. You know the way he tried to she tried to silence him. That was fucked up to me. But most of the stuff she said was pretty for real. 
Let's see. But just, like, just read the article, or I think. I just wanted to go through some else. Mad Maxine quotes. Okay, okay. So you want you want the quotes from yesterday? No, um, quotes from probably. yesteryear. What? Quotes from yesteryear. Okay, so you're trying to get as many quotes from Maxine Waters over the past, what, since 2017? Yeah, pretty much. Okay, well, we'll see. I mean, I think she's been a pretty cool politician for the most part. Yeah, she said this is a bunch of scumbags that's what they are, who are all organized around making money. Well, that's true. That's not a lie. That's the truth. They are scumbags that are really all about making money. That's the truth. Yeah, that's true. It was a sexual harassment enterprise there at Fox. Okay, well, that probably was true, but damn it. Us men should be able to get laid if we, you know, people, the, the dudes at Fox should have been able to get laid. You know, I don't <laughs> think that's a bad trip that those dudes got some pussy. What the fuck? Well, let's go with, well, those quotes were boring. Like, let me see. Well, I mean, I don't think she's done, like, interesting. You know, these are people doing political speeches. Every every political speech is boring, even, you know, like, uh, I mean, I don't know, unless you make it entertaining enough. But most of these people don't do their political speeches in a way that they're entertaining. Of course, they're all going to be boring. Oh, it was pretty chill. Pretty good speaker at the meetings tonight. Oh, nice. Uh, Senator Ted Cruz accused Representative Maxine Waters of inciting violence at protests against police brutality. Waters rallied against recent police killings of black men, telling demonstrators to remain in place. Democrats are encouraging riots and violence, Cruz tweeted. Okay, but where? Where where are the Democrats encouraging riots and violence? I mean, I don't think the Republicans were doing it at the insurrection thing or whatever, and I don't think the Democrats were doing it at this. I think both sides are just, like, saying bullshit about each other, and I don't think either side is really trying to encourage violence.
Yeah, she said, we got to stay in the streets and we've got to demand justice. I am hopeful that we will get a verdict that says guilty, guilty, guilty. And if we don't, we cannot go away. We've got to get more confrontational. Okay. That's not saying violence. There are ways of being confrontational without being violent. So that, that's still not, you know, what Ted Cruz is making it out to be. I'm trying to look for more quotes because like I remember the quote where she said you have to push back against Trump supporters and like it was very. Okay. Yeah. Well, she said to her ass that. Yeah. I think that meant, you know, when they say something, you say something back. You know, when they give you an argument, then you give them your argument back. No, CNN's got it. CNN politics. Maxine Waters encourages supporters to harass Trump administration officials. Okay. Even that, they really probably do need to be harassed because they are, I mean, I think both sides need to be harassed. I think the the uh, Republicans need to be harassed and the Democrats who are taking away our freedom need to be harassed. Yeah, she said, let's make sure we show up wherever we have to show up. And if you see anybody from that cabinet in a restaurant, in a department store, at a gasoline station, you get out and you create a crowd. And you push back on them. And you tell them they're not welcome right anymore, anywhere. We've got to get the children connected to their parents. You're right. saying that's not violent. You're saying they're not welcome anymore, yeah, I mean, they anywhere. Really- they're saying they're not welcome that doesn't mean go hit them or go kill them you know you're just saying they're not welcome here if they're gonna like push this bullshit of oh we gotta round up the mexicans and lock them up somewhere then they're not wanted you know they're not welcome here Yeah, like uh, she also said, we don't know what damage has been done to these children. All we know is they're in cages, they're in prisons, they're in jails. I don't care what they call it. That's where they are. And Mr. President, we will see you every day, every hour of the day, everywhere that we are to let you know you cannot get away with this. All right. Let's hope she's saying the same thing to Joe Biden when he's still doing the same thing. Waters appeared on the MSNBC later on MSNBC later in the day to double down on her remarks, saying she has no sympathy for members of the Trump administration. The people are going to turn on them. They're going to protest. They're going to absolutely harass them until they decide that they're going to tell the president, no, I can't hang with you. Okay, right on. I mean, there's certain things he was doing that was pretty fucked up. I mean, I have some sympathy for him. I think I have more sympathy for him than Maxine Waters had. Just because... I mean, they were fucking with him for tiny shit. I mean, they should have fucked with him for the real fucked up shit he was doing, and they'd fuck up, fuck with him for... They'd fuck with him for tiny shit. 
and that like made me feel a little more sympathetic to him just because of that but uh, there were a lot of things that he did that he really needed to get be fucked with for it but then people probably think the same way about me and who knows what's gonna happen to me so what the fuck I don't know Yeah, I'm just thinking she's knowing what kind of audience she's pushing on, and the Antifa audience is who's listening to her, and they're extremists. Yeah, but I don't think they're doing whatever they're doing because, oh, Maxine Waters told me to. I mean, but she's encouraging. They listen to, you know? I don't think they look at Maxine Waters as somebody that they take orders from. No, but they look at her and they get validation for what they're doing. I mean, and I they want to burn down and riot, and beat up cops and shit, and throw rocks and cans of soup at cops. Well, right on. I mean, I give them support for that because you know, you're going to tell them to be more confrontational. Like, how exactly confrontational is that going to be? Like, you're saying that's not violent when that's their daily operation. I don't even think he's talking. I don't think she was talking to them. I think she was just talking to protesters in general. Nah, they're part of that group she's talking to. They're leftists. Yeah, but I don't know. You're just like... She just said be confrontational. She didn't say be violent. So I don't think that's like, oh, you're getting these people So a confrontation isn't going to lead to a fight. It could, but that's, it's like, that's what we need to be as protesters at this point. It's like, we got to be, we got to really confront what's going on. You know, let's, it's, uh. Things are that desperate. You know, things have been that desperate for years and years. I mean, for, damn, 50 years things have been this desperate, if not longer than that. But it's just, if you can, uh, you know, it's like we've always had to be confrontational, really. Well, he said, uh, now that uh, we'll give you, well, I'll give you that, Congresswoman Waters, may have given you something on appeal that may result in those who, those, this whole trial be, uh, being overturned. Judge Peter Cahill replied. Okay, so this is the judge on the trial? Yeah. So, like, is he declaring a mistrial? Well, no, but he said it may result in this whole trial being overturned. Uh, I don't think so. I don't think enough was said to fuck up the trial. And I think they got more to worry about if they... If they charge, if they call him not guilty, I think they got more to worry about. People are going to be pissed off if they say that it was cool that 
it was okay for them to 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 put their knee on George Floyd's neck. You know that's I don't know that's that's I don't know if if they say that was okay, then there's going to be some problems. You know? I wish elected officials would stop talking about this case, especially in a manner that is disrespectful to the rule of law, Cahill said. I think if they want to give their opinions, they should do so respectfully and in a manner that is consistent with their oath to the Constitution to respect a co-equal branch of government. Okay, but I don't think this has anything to do with going against the Constitution. And really, the rule of law really shouldn't be respected. I have no respect for the rule of their laws. I have no respect for any of their laws. Their laws should be held in low regard. I'm throwing a whole bag of chips under this day. And that's the end of the article. Okay, that was pretty... But uh, the judge did say they have been told to not watch the news. I trust that they are following those instructions. A congresswoman's opinion doesn't matter a whole lot. He added, denying Nelson's motion for a mistrial. Okay, good. At least he denied denied the motion for a mistrial. That, that's, at least that's good. So, Okay. I don't know. I'm... I'm I'm on Maxine Waters' side on this one, but uh, this was... uh, I've got to agree with uh, Mark Dice's nickname for Maxine Waters, Mad Maxine. Yeah, she could be, but that's what, in a way, that makes her cool, you know? I don't know, in a way, that makes her cool. (laughs) And then House GOP leaders request meeting with VP Harris. Okay. What do they want to meet with with uh, her about? Top House Republicans request meeting with Kamala Harris over border catastrophe. Okay, well, well they, can, they can argue about how much of a catastrophe it is and, and uh, uh, see what see what they agree on and what they don't agree on. And I don't know, either way, it's just going to be like, to me, the Republicans going... We just don't want the biners in this country, and you know the the uh, Democrats probably going, yeah, there's it's, it's become a human crisis because of blah blah blah, and who knows how much they're going to kiss the Republicans' ass or not. I mean, I hope they don't kiss the Republicans' ass too much, but knowing the way the Democrats are, I picture them kissing his ass. So I don't know, maybe they won't. Or kissing the Republicans' asses, so I don't know. Maybe they won't, but 
we'll see if they come to some weird agreement on how much of a catastrophe they think it is versus how much of a catastrophe the Republicans think it is. And uh, we'll see. All right, ready to go to the next article? Yeah, let's go to the next article. The UN says the world is on the verge of the abyss. In what way? What abyss? What's the UN talking about? Probably climate. Well, yeah, as Biden prepares for climate summit, UN says the world is on the verge of the abyss. Well, that is probably true. Whoever's saying that from the UN probably is telling the truth. We really are. I mean, if we don't do something about global warming, we probably, this planet won't be able to sustain life and probably we're going to wind up living low. You broke up. Maybe even the uh, before the 19th century again, uh, because just uh, everything will fall apart. You know, the houses will drown in the ocean, and we'll have to find someplace else to go. And you know, who knows what's going to happen? But, uh, I mean, things really could be bad because of the. I mean, extremely impossible because of the. Uh, global warming situation. And I just think the climate thing is just not as big a problem as they make it out to be. I don't know. I don't see why they'd have a reason to make it out to be a bigger problem problem than it is. I mean, the corporations are going to be losing money and I mean, unless they look at it, like if the corporations look at it as they got to do some something that's not going to give them profits for the next few years so they can get profits in the long run. I mean, it, it's like not something the, the corporations are want to do everything to make big profits. So I don't see what the reason that's is trippy. For, Why don't you say that on the podcast? I don't think he heard you. I, I think I think Russia and those guys are melting the Arctic because you know why? It would make a whole nother trade route that would save Russia and them trillions of dollars. And Russia right now is militarizing the Arctic to get a, a hole because it's full of minerals, it's full of oil, it's full of gas deposits. And it would save miles and miles on trade shipping. But just to go up through the well, Arctic. That did happen. That did happen, actually. It's not being reported, but supposedly Trump and Putin did make a deal to weaken, while Trump was in office, to weaken the environmental laws of both countries so that the uh, polar ice caps would melt more and that they could get after the uh, oil deposits and things. But this is something that when they did the Russiagate trial, they never mentioned any of this. And to me, this was like the... 
the whole root of what was going on in the Russiagate trials. And America doesn't want that. You know that. why? Because we make more money off the routes that's that's in play now. So we probably don't want the Arctic melted, but we might. It might be in our strategic value too, because Alaska might have some minerals off the coast too. I don't know. I mean, I think they're, the, the corporations really want don't want us to, to uh, do much about climate change. Like I said, unless they really care about not making profits in the short run so that they can make profits uh, in the long run. But uh, I don't think the corporations are going to do that. So I don't think the government has an ulterior motive in trying to, to stop climate change. So, I mean, I just don't see uh, well, I mean, why would how they? the government could be making it out to be more than what it is. Why wouldn't they? They would, say, they would save trillions of dollars on shipping, and they would get trillions of dollars out of natural resources. So why would they want it to stop yeah. melting? Yeah, exactly. That's, uh, I don't know. I don't. I don't get where where uh, where Aaron like thinks that that we're really making more out of it than it is. I just haven't seen enough solid evidence of climate change. I've seen well global okay. warming because that's what they always called it, and now they call it climate change now. Okay, well, it's still global warming, and I've seen enough solid evidence of it. I, I remember looking at the the research on it, like as far back as the early '90s, and and just most of the research that that keeps happening from now to then really backs all that up. So. Well, it more shows know. that the world is getting colder because we've had record like colds and snows in places that never had snow before like you know texas and places like that yeah that could be that could be happening but uh overall the the temperature is getting hotter there's just certain places that are getting colder but overall the the temperatures are getting hotter i don't know I think I think a lot of that global warming shit is head cannon. Okay, well, if there's anybody, because I'm sure there's a lot of people that are better at debating this than I am. I suck at debating, but uh, anybody that has uh, better opinions on this, uh, write uh, Aaron to his uh, email address. What, what's your What's your email address? Uh? Panther five seven four eight one at AOL dot com. Okay, so we'll see. So far, nobody's written us back, uh, but but I keep trying to bring it up in case there's somebody that, that's listening that wants to uh, argue against this or, or make a better argument since I suck real bad at making this argument. <laughs> then uh, go right to him. Or email to email him. Yeah, let me see if anybody's emailed me. Cause it's been a while since I checked. Okay. Off to Panther five seven four eight one. 
at heywill.com. Modelo Especial yeah, I'm not looking forward to going to work tomorrow, but I'm looking forward to making that money though. Right on. Well hopefully you can make some more sales in the last couple of weeks you have. Yeah, hopefully that'll make my severance check a lot better. Let's see, a live review of Aaron Orders. Uh, fucking, you know, email. Let's see. Does anybody care? <laughs> hmm. Hey, let me speak one more thing to the people. <laughs> yeah, so, sure. I, I'm sitting here laughing, right? Because Putin is amassing 100,000 troops on Ukrainian border, right? So Putin tells the U.S. to stay out of the Black Sea, all oh, because uh, you don't want to come near the Black Sea. It might not be in best of your interest. I'm sitting here watching the video just laughing at Putin because our jets are flying, flying in Romania and Turkey. <laughs> We have missiles right there on his coast, and he he doesn't realize it. Like checkmate. <laughs> well, yeah, no, but when you look at like when all this started, I mean, this is what's really sad when when the whole thing between Russia and the Ukraine started is this is back when Obama was president, and uh, uh, we were about to make a nuclear peace deal with Russia, but uh, because the Ukraine. Because uh, Russia went into the Ukraine, all that got canceled, and we never made the nuclear peace deal with Russia. And at the same time, back then, this is before Trump was being elected. This is like maybe even months before he said it. I don't know if he already said he was running or not by this point. This was May 2014. and uh, But at that point, Republicans were going into the Ukraine – and giving the Ukrainian fighters free food and, and weapons. things like that. I don't know if they gave them weapons or not. Yeah, they did. I know they definitely gave them food. And then all of a sudden, Trump gets in office. And then all of a sudden, now Trump changed the policy and now they want to make peace. But 
Yeah, and then he went against our NATO trying to get us to make peace with Russia, but it never really materialized, and we're still at war with them, and it just sucks because if they hadn't gone into the Ukraine, we really should have made this nuclear deal that we were supposed to make. It was, it was like part of the deal we were supposed to make uh, after the the fall of communism, supposedly, and, and it never happened, and it was it, it was a serious drag. Russia is checkmated, and they're pissed. <laughs> Yeah, it's more, man. I mean, it just sucks. We really should be trying to make peace with Russia, and we really shouldn't even be getting involved with whatever their situation is with, with the Ukraine. We shouldn't be taking either side on this and just trying to make peace with both countries uh, if possible and just be neutral on all this, but uh, who knows what's going to happen. Yeah, yeah, he left. Okay, but good. He's, he's he's adding some good stuff to the show. He's a a valuable uh, person in the show. Yep, yep. Nate Bankhead. Right on. We got to remember to give him to thank him before the end of the show. <laughs> All right, let me log back into my email, my regular email, my business email. All right, I'm logged back in. Let's see. A key political threat to democracy in the U.S. Which one's this? Uh, so you didn't get any email? Nah. I swear, I keep uh, putting it out there, but nobody ever responds. Yeah, I know. Nobody cares about it. They watch the show, at least, but nobody wants to uh, tell us how bad we are at arguing our points or anything. <laughs> <laughs> right. American democracy faces many challenges, new limits on voting rights, the corrosive effect of misinformation, the rise of domestic terrorism, foreign interference in elections, okay. efforts to okay, subvert... Okay, is this a journalist saying this? Yeah. Okay, because he's putting like all these things together that I don't like, really go together. Like, okay... Like, the first thing he said made sense. What was it? New limits on voting rights. Okay, that yeah, that's a bad thing. Then the second thing he mentioned... The corrosive effect of misinformation. Okay, but I wonder if he's, like, realizing that both the Republicans and the Democrats are giving us misinformation on certain issues. And, uh... Yeah, Yahoo usually tends to be a Democratic, you know, cockstroking session. Yeah, I know. That's what I'm thinking. I'm thinking this is like some dude that's a Democrat that's like thinking, oh, the Democrat, like, 
the Republicans are the ones telling all the lies when both parties are telling lies about certain subjects. And I don't know, like misinformation seems to be like there should be like a a woman in a, a sexy outfit who's misinformation that could be like the propagandist for both parties and uh, like push whatever lies that both parties have to tell. So, okay. And then the third, okay. So then after misinformation, what's the next thing they, they mentioned? The rise of domestic terrorism. Okay. Now the rise of domestic terrorism is a good thing for us because it might <laughs> yeah. be the thing that could, that could help finally overthrow this government and get us to, a more free government than we have under the Republicans and the Democrats. It's time to start a riot. It's time to start oh, a yeah. riot. Yeah. People in City Hall are fucking it up for the people down in the streets. Oh, yeah. Yeah, tenacious D. Okay, so right on. Yeah, he had some good shit. Okay, so after domestic terrorism, then what's the next thing they say? Foreign interference in elections. Okay, that's there, but I still don't think it's as heavy as uh, everybody's saying it is. That that uh, that was like the news really four years ago, and that was. Mostly a way to get to get uh, people to get pissed off at uh, uh, at uh, Julian Assange, really, and to make him look bad and say that he got his stuff from the Russians when he really got it from Democratic Party insiders. But okay, that is true. It sure did. Oh, that connected. <laughs> fucking wrestling. Uh, efforts to subvert the peaceful transition of power. Okay. If there was a transition of power, that would make sense. But when Trump left and, uh, and Joe Biden came into office, there was no transfer of power. We just went from one way of doing things that was the uh, fucking with black and Mexican people to suppress people and fucking with uh, Middle Eastern people to suppress them to this new thing of lockdowns and curfews and uh, making everybody stay a certain amount away from each other and making them wear masks to show that they're allies of the government and all this kind of shit. So it's it's the same people in power just using a different way to, to tighten the controls on everybody. It's just they went from one way that didn't work quite as good to something that works better for a while, as long as they can keep it going. So to me, there's no transfer of power. It's the same people. It just depends on what kind of shit they want to do, get done uh, first as to what they want to do. Like when they want to, you know, mess with the environment, they let the Republicans come in. Or in when they want to start wars in foreign countries, a lot of times they let the Republicans come in. But when they want to uh, uh, take everybody's guns away, or when they want to uh, uh, just uh, make everything shut down because of uh, 
of uh, we're all supposed to, we're all going to die. And so that's a reason to take everybody's freedom. Uh, then the Democrats are the ones that, that get that done. So it's really just the same, like both parties are working for the same ends. They're just doing different methods of, of tightening everything up. So it's like they're, they're and, and this whole idea that there wasn't a peaceful transfer of power is just to keep this illusion that when one leaves and the other comes in that there's a transfer of power when there is no transfer of power. Yeah, I could second that notion. And making matters worse on all of these issues is a fundamental truth. The two political parties see the other as an enemy. Yeah, but I don't really think they see each other as an enemy. This is They just want the American people to think they see each other as enemies. But I think everybody, all the politicians, with the exception of, like, say, the, the Taylor Greens and the Ron Pauls on the Republican side and the Casia Cortezes and the Maxine Waters on the Democratic side, most of them see that they're all working for each other. And I don't think they see either party as an enemy. I think they know that both parties are working to the same ends. It just depends on which thing they want to accomplish as to what party is going to be having the most pull. And But I think both parties like to act like they're enemies to each other, again, to just keep this sham that there's a transfer of power when one party leaves and the other isn't, and to keep this sham up that there's a... Uh, that there's any dem- difference between the Democrats and the Republicans when they're really just pushing for the same shit. Yeah, give me a second. I'm filling up my vape. Yeah, I think a lot of the fight is a pretend fight, you know. Yeah, I think most of the fight is a pretend fight. It's like... I mean, there is a real fight between the people that there's there's a real fight going on between the rich and the poor. But when it comes to the fight between the Republicans and the Democrats, that's all fake. Welcome to the Hurt Business. The Hurt Business. WWE. It is an outlook that makes compromise impossible, encourages elected officials to violate norms, 
in pursuit of an agenda or an electoral victory. It turns debates okay, over changing voting laws into existential showdowns. And it undermines the willingness of the loser to accept defeat, an essential requirement of democracy. Okay, well, let's go back to 